This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hello and welcome to the Low Life Cult. I'm your cult leader. <laughs> Can you imagine if someone's listening to this podcast for the first time and that's what they hear? <laughs> Terrifying. Don't worry, it's not a cult. Well, it's sort of a cult, but like a good cult, not a creepy controlling one. This is the type of cult that puts a smile on your face and makes you feel good. Welcome, one and all, to a brand spanking new episode of the Low Life Podcast. I'm your social event avoiding, iced coffee drinking, Sephora overspending, hot mess of a host, Lorenzo von Arumpf, and I'm so happy to be here with you today. Oh, there's no place I'd rather be than right here with my lowlifers. This is my safe place. This is where I go to let it all hang out, wave that freak flag. Oh, I feel so good being here with you today. I hope you're having a great week and you're feeling good. If you're not having a great week, though, I know life can get a bit heavy at times. Shit, I've been there. Trust me, I get it. But don't worry, boo-boo. If you need a bit of escapism, this is the episode for you. We're about to turn that frown upside down. We got a great show in store for you today. This guest, so close to my heart. She is sunshine in human form. But before we get into this week's episode, let's talk about mental health. Nobody asked, but my mental health score this week, a solid 8.9. Yeah, I'm still feeling good. That's week three of feeling at the top of the top. Well, 8.9 is pretty damn high for me. And so I'm just going to ride it till the wheels fall off. I'm feeling great right now. That could change next week. Who knows? Could take a bit of a dip, but I'm going to enjoy where I'm at in the moment today with you. After I recorded last week's episode, we were talking about Abercrombie and Fitch. Oh, it got me feeling so nostalgic. And so I ended up going to the mall. I love a good mall moment. And so I went there. I needed a Wetzel pretzel. I also needed to get something at Sephora. So it was my excuse to go. I usually order everything online, but sometimes I like to actually go into Sephora. I don't know why I do. It's dangerous. Oh, Sephora. Oh, I went in there for two specific products. I have my two tried and true products. There are a few things that I always keep on hand in my makeup kit, my little getting ready prep emergency type kit. And these are two of those essential items, if you will. First one is the Laura Mercier Secret Eye Brightening Powder. Ugh, incredible product. I've been using it for years. I've gotten friends hooked on it. It's this white translucent powder that I use underneath my eyes and it brightens the hell out of your eyes. It makes you look very awake, very alert, very rested. Oh, it's one of my favorites, especially if I've had a rough night, no sleep sort of a thing. You put a little concealer and then use this powder, which is very fine powder. You open this container, it looks like straight up cocaina, a little cocaine in this little tiny circular compact. And so you apply just a little dab dab and then gently pat underneath your eyes, and it's great to make your eyes look very bright. I wouldn't suggest it if someone has very dry skin. We well, shouldn't be using powder products anyway. You should be using more cream-based bronzers and everything. But if you have oily skin or combination skin like mine, then you would love this product. It's great. I even got Jason hooked on it. I recommended it to him. I did his makeup for a photo shoot. We have basically the same skin tone. We're both olive-based. So I just used all my makeup on him and I ended up going in with the secret eye brightening powder after I put some concealer. And he was like, oh my God, Lo, I look like a new man. I look so alive, so rested. So he's hooked on it too. 
Another product I'm obsessed with, I've been using it for years, is the NARS bronzer. The color I use is Laguna. I've been using that one for a solid decade. (laughs) I've had that for so long. And I don't even use it all the time. I just always have it available. I just recently ran out of it. So I had to replenish that. And by the way, those two products are not sponsored. I'm not getting paid to say that. I just genuinely enjoy using those products. I'll always let you know if it's a paid situation. You will always know Full transparency if my ass is getting a paycheck to say something. Plus, I would never promote something that I don't genuinely enjoy using. I'm not going to do my lowlifers dirty like that. Hell no. If I'm recommending something on this podcast, it's because I genuinely enjoy using it. And I want you to try it out if you'd like to. Anyway, I went to Sephora to get my two items and I beeline straight to the counter after I got the two things. So I'm waiting in the register line. And of course, there's all these little knickknacky type things as you wait in line. And I'm looking at the stuff. It's all travel size type things. And I don't need any of that, but I'm curious. I'm standing in line. And so, of course, I bought like a little mini chapstick, this fresh cosmetics, little lip chappy. It looked cute. I also got a little mini lip scrub. I got a little mini travel size living proof dry shampoo, Jen Aniston's the face of that company. I just picked up about five or six little mini travel things. And so I go up and in my head, I know that these two items, this Laura Mercier secret eye brightening powder is $30 and my NARS bronzer is around like 35 bucks. So I expect to spend around like 70 bucks total with tax. Total comes up to $178 and some change. I'm like, wait, what? I'm sorry, but what the hell costs so much? All those little tiny products that I think are no big deal, each of them was like 30, 40 bucks. (laughs) I was like, shit. (laughs) Damn it. I just paid for it. And I was like, all right, lesson learned. Let's just put it in the bag and let me get the hell out of here. I'll get some extra Sephora points and I can earn myself a free lip scrub in a year. But that's the thing with Sephora. You got to be careful. The marketing in there, you know, they have intentional places where they put all these little mini products and you think based on the size of them that they would be affordable. But this little mud mask that I got, that alone was like 42 bucks. I was like, geez, if I got the full size one, it would be 80. So it is half off. But again, it all adds up. So just be careful when you go into Sephora. Yeah, I don't trust them there. You got to just go in, beeline, and get the hell out of there, unless you plan on spending a lot of money. All right, so let's get into this week's episode. All right, have you guys seen the show The Masked Singer? I love the show The Masked Singer. It's one of those shows that's easy to watch. It's like a mental escape for you. It's not heavy. It's feel good. It's not a polarizing type show. So it's one of those shows like my family and I, we watch it. We have a group text going and we all will put in our predictions of who The Masked Singer really is. And it's just one of those shows that everybody can get behind. You can have young kids watch it. It's safe for them to watch it. And it also is one of those shows that like, it's not polarizing. It's not political. It's just easy mindless, wildly entertaining television that is nice to watch once in a while. So I thoroughly enjoy watching this show. If you're not familiar with it, basically it's celebrities go on. They are masked. No one knows who they are. They perform, they sing songs, and then people guess who they are. And so we'll talk about it on this show. But long story short, I have a very special guest today, Haley Arantia, very dear friend of mine. She is a client. She is like a sister to me. We are both only children. I met her years ago and we connected, bonded instantly. I felt like I'd known her for years. And of course, I love styling her, but there's the friendship side to her as well. And I'm so grateful to have a friend like Haley in my life. 
Oh, she's salt to the earth, good people. Of everybody I've styled in my career, there are a few names that just pop up in my head as just top tier, the kindest, most down to earth, good humans to work with. One of those people, my Canadian maple delight, Miss Caitlin Bristow. What a gem of a human. I mean, she's my best friend. Of course, I'm going to love working with her. It's great. Another one that pops into my head is another Canadian maple treasure. I'm talking about Alessia Cara, the singer. I worked with her for years. She's just so kind, very soulful, very compassionate, and just one of those people I thoroughly enjoyed being around. I loved working with her. And then, of course, there's Haley Arantia. She's top of the heap, too, top deck. Haley is humble, grounded, witty as hell. She has the best sense of humor. She's very self-deprecating in the sweetest way possible. And she's talented. And she's just one of those people that you meet and know instantly. There's something special about this person. She has the X Factor, if you will. Which is funny because she actually got her start on X Factor. We talk about it in this week's episode. And so Haley and I have just become thickest thieves, besties. I love hanging out with her. And so she lives all of six minutes away from me. So when she messaged me and said, do you want to come over tonight? We'll have some drinks and watch The Masked Singer. I didn't think anything of it. So I went over. We're watching the finale. And the unveiling happens. And it's her. She's the freaking Masked Singer. She's dressed as a cat ringmaster circus tent situation. And I was floored. I kind of thought for a moment it could be her, but she hadn't dropped any clues. She didn't tell me anything about the show. So it really threw a curveball my way. And I was like, holy shit, Haley. Damn. And she's definitely a fan favorite. She has an incredible voice. And so once this big reveal happened on television and in her house with me talking to her, I was like, we got a podcast. I have a freaking exclusive. I got to share this with the lowlifers. I'm on the ground running here. I want to give you guys the latest and greatest, considering I'm the only person technically right now who has the literal morning after the finale. I got that exclusive interview with one of the top contestants. I mean, she made it into the final Two, and I just so happened to be with her the night it happened. And so, boom, this episode is coming out on Thursday, the next day. Here we go. <laughs> I'm so happy for Haley to be recognized as a singer for that talent that she has because I know she's so passionate about it. She's an actress. She's been on the Goldbergs for almost a decade, 10 seasons, which is awesome for her. But at the same time, even though she booked that show, which any actor would be thrilled to be on a show like that. Are you kidding me? That's awesome. But her passion has always been music. And she started off, again, with X Factor, wanting to be a singer, and then booked this show. So she's had to put her music a little bit on the back burner. She hasn't really been able to go full throttle with it because she's working full time doing the whole acting thing. She also did a really sweet holiday movie with Janelle Parrish. I mean, she's just, she's booked. She's busy queen. And being recognized as an actress, but really deep down, wanting so desperately to have your voice heard as a singer, it's a bittersweet feeling for her. So right now, being celebrated for the great voice and everyone's like, oh my God, who would have thought Haley could sing like that? Damn. I'm so happy for her. This is so well-deserved. I'm glad that she's on the national stage right now, getting to share her beautiful voice with the world. Oh, this queen could sing. She has some pipes on her. That's for damn sure. So on today's show, we're going to take you behind the mask, behind the velvet curtain of the mask Singer. We talk about X Factor, her experience working on the Goldbergs, playing America's favorite daughter, Miss Erica Goldberg, and now finally getting to share her music with the world. And it's perfect freaking timing because she just dropped her new single this week as well. 
Oh, it's so good. Open Your Mouth, that's the name of the single, and I love it. I styled the music video for it, and so I heard this song over and over all day, and I didn't even get tired of it. It's so catchy. It's a great beat, and of course, she has the vocals to back it up. So without further ado, let's jump into a very special episode with the now unmasked masked singer, <laughs> Ms. Haley Arantia. Hit it. But then you open your mouth, and just like that, your words fall out, and it comes right. I guess you couldn't let me forget about how you push my buttons like 911. I broke out of jail till we broke up. You had me for a minute, baby, but then I hit my limit, Everything goes south when you open your mouth. All right, that incredible banger you guys just heard is open your f- mouth <laughs> by the queen herself, Haley Arantia. Uh, welcome back, you beautiful queen. Thank you for having me. Okay, you have been one of the founding fathers, founding mothers. <laughs> I'll take father. Of the <laughs> low, yeah, that big dick energy <laughs> of the Low Life Podcast. You were one of my OG episodes. People just loved you on the podcast. <laughs> so sweet. Yeah, especially because you were just so open and honest about everything. You know, I think it's because when we talk, I start to forget that like other people are going to hear this, but that's fine with me. (laughs) I'd rather that. Let it all hang out. Let it out. And so I'm very excited right now because I have, I have a world exclusive moment. Haley has just catfished me. (laughs) That's what she did. She invited me over to her beautiful home located in Los Angeles, California. (laughs) There's a lot of surveillance here. She also is paranoid of sociopaths and stalkers. Please refer to previous episode (laughs) for details. (laughs) If you're wondering why she might be a little paranoid, you could refer back to the episode where she had to file a restraining order. But anyway, (laughs) what we're getting at is Haley invited me to her home and she wanted me to watch this classic TV show, The Masked Singer. Is it a classic? (laughs) It's a classic now, I think. Sure. I mean, it's the number one show on NBC. It's Fox, actually. Oh, Fox. But I think from now, granted, I don't know how many people hype it up like this, but they say it's the number one show on network television because view count wise, they get a massive amount of people tuning in every week. So it's one of the biggest shows on television. Okay. Well, Haley was just on it. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) Unmasking her. Drop the mic. Yeah. She was just on it. The finale just happened. And I am shook. I kind of sensed it could be you. Because I know that voice, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you never know until it's confirmed and you signed a million contracts and so you yep. couldn't share it with anybody. Couldn't tell a person and that killed me inside. Oh yeah. Because mm-hmm. I know you were like busy working on something, but who knows what it could be. Secretive. I, yes. I'm I very thought, glad you know now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so Haley is on The mass Singer and she didn't not only make it through the first, second, third, there's like five rounds of it. There was quite a few. Yeah. Well, they, they break it up into groups. So there's like group one, group two, group three, and there's five people in each of those. Okay. And they narrow them down and then eventually the finals. So. Oh my God. Yes. And final two, you are, unfor- okay, the runner up. Mm-hmm. I'll it. take it. Yeah. I mean, final two standing. <laughs> yeah. I'll Haley take it. and wait, what's her name again? Uh, Tiana Taylor. Tiana yes. freaking. She was Firefly. Yeah. Yes. Not my favorite Firefly. Oh. Wanted to swap that fly. <laughs> Out of the picture. Just because, I mean, I, well, like a lot of the fans out there that watch the show, you are definitely a favorite. That's so sweet. Oh, you're so good. Okay. 
So let's get into it. Mm-hmm. The mass Singer, for people who are listening to this and have no idea. What is going on, right? What are they talking about? A lot of people have, I'm sure, heard of The Masked Singer, unless you live under a rock. It's a big show, but some people haven't even watched it. So I think we should start off by giving a little rundown. This is what The Masked Singer is. And after we give the rundown, I'm sure you guys are going to want to go and binge watch the show. It's very entertaining. It is a ridiculous show in so many ways, but I think for the longest time, I was like, "What? why is this the most popular show on television? I don't understand. But to give you guys a little breakdown, mm-hmm. The Masked Singer, I believe it was a Japanese competition show before. Okay. And then they brought it over to the United States a few years back, and it is... A competition show where different celebrities come on fully masked in different outfits, whether you're dressed as like a, an acorn or a, a rabbit dragon. or whatever. Yeah. Like Every wild animal creature you could imagine. Also like mythical creature, like just whatever they decide to combine into one. So they're masked up and then they perform cover songs and there's an audience as well as judges and they will vote on their favorite performances. Eventually that narrows it down to the point where if somebody has the lowest votes for that week, they will get unmasked. And then the audience is made aware of who is behind the mask. So, so is uh, America's not voting. It's the audience voting. The audience is voting. Okay. Yes. It's rigged. <laughs> 100% I don't know about Contra- that. I, don't I hope know. not because that would mean that maybe I didn't actually deserve to be top two. But- or maybe you did deserve to be top two, but because it's rigged, they had to give it to the freaking <laughs> moth fly. I will leave that up to interpretation. Speculation. Yes. But yeah, I mean, to me watching like the commercials of this show, I'm like, what is this? Like you're unmasking like Dog the Bounty Hunter as an armadillo and he's covering random songs. That's like who, in what world would you put those things together? But it works and people love it because there's also clue packages that happen. Oh, I love it. Where these clues are so broad in some ways, but also very, very specific that like you have to be a big fan of this person, I think, to uncover who it is just based upon the clues. And obviously their voice can help give it away. But all of those things combined make it, I guess, the best show on television. (laughs) (laughs) What's cool about the costumes is they have very specific details to them that give these clues. Yes. And so, yeah, it's a giant armadillo for someone or whatever, (laughs) but there's a reason why the animal was chosen. There's thought put behind everything. The budget's massive for costuming. Insane. And the costumes are incredible. That's what I'm, yeah. Like I'd give anything to style the mass Singer. It's wild. Because I mean, you're creating these masterpieces. They're beautiful. Yes. And what they pull together, like in my own experience. So for those of you who don't know, I was the ringmaster on Mass Singer. And a giant cat. It was a cat head with a top hat and a circus tent of a, a skirt. One of the coolest costumes. I will tell you, I was stoked to get that outfit because they present you with options. And then oh, you I cut. Didn't know that. so they came to the table with this as my first option. So if I hated it and I didn't want to do it, they said they would maybe find another option for me to look at. They came up with cat ringmaster. Yes. So technically ringmaster is a nod to um, the Grand Old Opry because of my country background. And there's like a ringmaster for the Grand Old Opry, I guess. So they wanted to like play that up. And the cat thing was just like circumstance of like, I just got a cat. I was like, oh my God, I have to do this because I'm obsessed with my cat now. And like, I get to be a cat lady. Cat. So yes. She loves talking about her. Let's get into it. Shall we? Little Uh, Lucy. She's around here somewhere somewhere. coughing up a hairball. And because this is a big part of your life, mm-hmm. Greg, Haley's life partner, mm-hmm. soon to be husband, perhaps, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? But they're a very cute couple. And so I feel like they have a cat baby now together. Yes, but this is, 
This is a feral cat that was found <laughs> in the streets of the yes. Sony lot. Yeah. Which I guess, so the Sony lot, do it, they release these cats there intentionally to eat rats? I've heard like that Disneyland? rumor, but I really have no way of confirming that. Oh. But she had no chip and no home. And I said, yeah, straight, you're coming with straight me. Straight kitty. Straight kitty. And she's the greatest cat ever. So- all that to be said, was obsessed with her and then getting yeah. the opportunity to also be a cat. I was like, yeah, let's do this for Lucy. Wow. Okay, yeah. so I want to go back to you even doing this show. Mm. Like, did they contact you? Did you contact them? Was this something you're like, I've, I'm definitely into this. As soon as you, does it pay well? <laughs> <laughs> does, do you get paid as far as you go? Like Dancing with the Stars, Caitlin was telling me that the further she got, the more money she made. Ironically, it's flipped. What? So yes, you do get paid to be on the show if you were on the show. But I actually, if I'm not mistaken, you get paid more the first episode you do. And it's actually less, less on the as later As you ones. progress. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. So I don't know how that works. But anyway, I actually wanted to do it only because I've had fans in previous seasons tweet at me saying, are you this character? Are you mm. this one? And so I was you know, curious, like, oh, well, this is an interesting opportunity because I have people that are thinking like, oh, maybe she could do this at some point. But I had actually, to be honest with you, never really seen a full season before. And so I was like, I've seen commercials and things. And I was like, okay, I don't, I don't know if I could- handle being a giant cupcake. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, I, sure. how do you even navigate all of that? But eventually I was able to work it out. My team reached out to someone because they had other clients going on the show. And I was like, you know what? If I, I would love to do it because people know me as Erica Goldberg on the Goldbergs. And while I get to sing on the show, you know, I've been doing music my whole life. And I felt like this was a really great opportunity to be able to like sort of rebrand myself to people and remind them like, no, music's what I've always really wanted to do. Yeah. And I I really want to try to make that happen in my, you know, independent music career. I've been trying to put out music. And so maybe just sort of. It's a rebrand. It's a rebrand. It's a rebirth sorts. of Haley. Yes. It's just a showcasing of like, oh, okay, who's this person who's behind this mask? You might never know that it was Erica Goldberg. So. Wow. I don't know. That's something that's cool about you because you booked the Goldbergs. And that's a huge show. This show, I mean, if you're not familiar with Haley's body of work, she's been in your living rooms. She's been in, oh, I saw Haley playing when I had jury duty. What? Yeah. They played the Goldbergs in the jury room Stop. at the Stop Los Angeles it. courthouse. I was like, there she is. <laughs> She's everywhere. Like, the DMV. The DMV's playing I'm the Goldbergs. your dreams. I get my nails done. There's the freaking Goldbergs <laughs> playing. With subtitles. Yep. And so it's a very popular show. That show has been on for 10, no. We're not, going into our 10th year, yeah. A decade, I know. That's, a, okay. That's insane. How many episodes is that? Do you know? We do 22 to 24 episodes a year. Wow. What is that math real quick? Let's see. 240? 22 times 10. By the end of this, it'll be 220 plus Wow. episodes. <laughs> it's like. That's insane. Insane. Well, and it's also unheard of. In this day and age, because even with really successful shows like Ozark, for example, or I'm trying to think of any other like Netflix type shows, yeah. a season or two. They want to do and like maximum, I feel like five seasons, but they do less episodes. They do like eight to 13 maybe episodes versus like our show doing 22. It's we're the dinosaurs, the last dinosaurs of like 
television because network is, it's changing. Everyone's going to streaming and they're kind of revamping what that looks like. People also love to binge shows. So when you have an episode coming out every yeah. week or every other week, like it's just a very different, I just feel like we're kind of on the tail end of that. The old times. The old times. <laughs> but it's great. Like, I mean, shows that I grew up loving, like Friends went yeah. 10 seasons. Like Modern Family went 11 on the same network. So it's wild, but very grateful to be doing it for this long. And Of course. Well, and the show that you've been on, I mean, it's a staple. It's been around, again, for 10 years. Uh, there's been some ups and downs. Yeah. Jeff Garland getting <laughs> killed off. They put superimposed his ass in. <laughs> I watched the episode. Like, there's controversy that's yes. been hit. I mean, Jeff Garland getting booted off the show, fired from it. But this happened with a lot of different shows. We're Kevin yes. Spacey, House of Cards. And honestly, we're grateful that, like, we're still able to go into another season despite all of that. And I also know. having lost George Siegel two oh seasons ago. Oh, my God. So, like, it's, you know, typically you wouldn't lose two leads in a show I, and still be going. So I forgot he's on the, he was on the show. Yes. Oh, what a loss. So I know. And so like all of that, we're still going into a season 10. Like we're obviously very grateful for that. He passed away two years ago or one year ago. Oh my gosh. It was, I think a year ago. Wow. We're coming up on a year. He's one of those actors that's been in so many great shows. I remember him from Just Shoot Me. Yes. God, he was so funny oh in God. Just Shoot and Me. And also the amount of movies this man has yeah. been in, like iconic movies. Yeah. Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Yeah. We always talked about Roller Coaster. Just iconic, iconic actor. So yeah, it's bizarre that like through all of this sort of controversy at the same time, we've been able to stay on for so long, but it's because we do have viewers that have been tuning in since the beginning that like Loyal. our numbers are still great. So- that's the biggest contributing factor. I have a lot of friends who love the Goldbergs. And <laughs> it's always interesting to me. I will <laughs> I'll be in random groups of yeah. people or I'll see family members. And of anyone I style, they're always like, hey, you work with Erica Goldberg? <laughs> love her. I'm a big fan with Midwest and also like 40-year-old and up. That's like my okay, demo. That's de <laughs> that's Amazing. Because that's those are the people that grew up in the 80s that I feel like, and the show takes place in Pennsylvania. So like that is a big demographic for the show. For Caitlin's sure. mom, Caitlin Bristow, that's my Canadian maple delight. I think I had told you this, but her mom was like, I love the Goldbergs. Wendy's character, yes, the mother, Beverly, Beverly Goldberg mm -hmm. is literally... Well, according to Caitlin's mom, she's like, that's me on yep. TV. I've never related more to a mother <laughs> on television. And Caitlin's whole family loves the show. And so I always hear about how great the show is. I've watched it, of course. I love the Goldbergs. But, but it's a lot of episodes to try to catch up on. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm on season four. Yeah. So you know, I have about six more to go. Hair thinning impacts a lot of us. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal. Join over 1 million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol. I've been recommending it to my friends and family. I take it. My mama, the queen, takes it. Queen, you love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I recommend it to my hairstylist. I recommend it to my sister-in-law and even my niece. We range in age from like 22 to 67. They're loving it. Yeah, they are. It's a great Mother's Day gift. Oh, I love it. 
It's amazing. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code LOWLIFE. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code LOWLIFE. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code LOWLIFE. But what's really interesting about you booking such a cool job that gives you stability, Mm -hmm. money in the bank, and a great name for yourself. That's, you know, you're working with some incredible actors. Yes. I fell in love with Wendy when she was on The Office. Yes. I don't know if you guys remember that episode, oh but it's gosh. so funny. That's when Michael Scott goes to Canada. Yes. And she's at the desk, right? Yeah. Like the, yeah. She's like the uh, concierge yes. and he thinks she's a prostitute. <laughs> it's so good. I love that show. Oh, so you've worked with incredible people, mm-hmm. but what's wild about it is even though you book something so great, deep down, there's always grass is greener. And it's mind boggling to me. I know a lot of actresses in this business, mm-hmm. actors, they would love to be on a show. That's their dream to be on a show like that with consistency and mm-hmm. stability. And of course, I know you're very grateful for it, but deep down in your heart, you didn't start off as an actress. No. Hell no. You wanted to be a singer. You actually got your start on X Factor. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's it's which Simon Cowell enough, roasted you. I yeah, I know. I never thought I would be on another singing competition show after that. I actually vowed that I never would. You were, yeah. And here scarred. I am dressed as a cat in a circus tent. And honestly, that was such wildly different experiences. Uh, so, I would imagine. Yes. <laughs> because you're coming, you're coming to the table now on this show and yes. they're dealing with talent, celebrities. And so, and what's cool about the mass Singer is I've noticed that they have incredible singers. They have people like Rudy Giuliani <laughs> coming on. Yep. That was a controversial one. Mm-hmm. I guess it was controversial because he's Trump's lawyers. People were pissed about I having him on. I also just personally feel like in the series of competition shows, no matter whether it's music-based or not, I just don't personally feel like it makes sense to bring on political figures because these are the kinds of shows that we tune into because we're sick of what's happening in our yeah. world, no matter what side of the fence you're on. I feel like the less we have to involve that conversation into our entertainment world, it just starts to- If they had- f- Hillary Clinton dressed as a giant hornet. It would no. I'd be bummed. I'd be like Hillary, come on. Let's not. <laughs> just Let's this just one not. Out. How about like maybe we work <laughs> on the things like our abortion rights are being taken away. Like yeah. maybe we focus our energy towards that than like I don't know covering a Miranda Lambert song dressed as a, sure. a Q-tip. I don't like. It's very bizarre to me. Yeah, I so, get like, that. On me, both sides, Republican, Democrat, whatever sides. you are. Yes, just like kind of keep it out of the show. I just don't. I mean, the producers obviously know what they're doing because they know that it's going to cause people to go. I'm sorry. What? what? Like, yeah, I want to hear Rudy Giuliani sing a song. Like, what? But you don't. I, <laughs> <laughs> the worst. But I mean, clearly no it got a that. lot of news around it. So yeah. I get what they're doing. But at the same time, for me personally, I just don't think it's necessary because it does end up bringing feelings to the surface that, you know, we, again, we tune into these shows to try to get away from. So on the show, The Mass Singer, I've watched a couple seasons, but the highlight type stars that who have been on it. Gladys Knight from Gladys Knight and the Pips. Mm-hmm. On the midnight train. The George living yep. on the midnight train. <laughs> He's leaving. Leaving. On that midnight train. The Georgia living on the midnight train. 
T-Pain, love him. Yes, he crushed. People didn't even realize that that man could sing because he had auto-tune. On everything, which I actually love. I do too. But I'm really glad that he had an opportunity to showcase I love T-Pain auto-tune. That's very 2006. Love it. Donny Osmond, Johnny Weir, the Olympic skater. I Mm -hmm. believe he was also on Dancing with the Stars too. Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child. My least favorite child of Destiny, but I'm glad that she was (laughs) on. Seal. Huge star. Yeah. I love Seal. Mm-hmm. Kiss from a Rose, Batman. Oh my Are you God. you kidding me? Married to Heidi Klum. I have to shout out my favorite because I've been a fan since I was a child. JoJo was on this show as well. Get out. Right now. I mean, she JoJo has vocals. She could really sing. Yes. My number one person that I was like, wait, well, my top two, mm-hmm. I was shook that they were on was number one, Shaka Khan. Uh-huh. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. <laughs> Shaka Khan. You know the song. Yes. You know what I'm talking about. Shaka, 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 Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Let me rock it. Let me rock it. Shaka Khan. And who's the song. other one? Oh, Dionne Warwick. Oh, yes. I love Dionne Warwick. She had a voice of silk. The moment I wake up, before I put on my makeup, I say a little prayer for you. I, I was going to say, I'm going to date myself. Dionne Warwick isn't even my generation. Dionne Warwick is like my grandparents. Yeah. <laughs> but I grew up loving Dionne Warwick. That's probably part of the reason why I got my ass kicked yeah. in school. <laughs> because I'd come to the show and tell, bringing in my favorite CDs, Dionne, Dionne Warwick, Warwick, The Carpenters. Selena. And Selena Quintanilla. <laughs> and everyone's like, you're weird. But Dionne Warwick. So I watched her on Celebrity Apprentice. Mm-hmm. And I always looked at Dionne Warwick as this beautiful songbird, very classy, yes. kind of like Diana Ross, the Supreme, same era. Uh-huh. I think Dion was a bit before Diana Ross, yep. but there was just something, I don't know, very regal about mm-hmm. Dion Warwick. Always. A national treasure. Yes. And then she did the Psychic Network in the 90s, and I was like, no, Dion, don't do that. <laughs> Run away. You're stealing from people because you're not a psychic, <laughs> but okay. And then I watched her on Celebrity Apprentice, and I was like, oh, Dion's scrappy. She was like super mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, shit. She was like cursing people out and had so much tood. Oh, yeah. I appreciate the that spice. Diva energy. It's kind of like a Whitney Houston, for example. Yes. I couldn't believe that Dion Warwick was a smoker. Yeah. That really shot. Well, I shouldn't be that surprised. Amy Winehouse, greatest vocals, yep. loved to smoke. Whitney Houston. I know. Chain smoker. Yeah. Loved crack and cigarettes. And it's like, <laughs> shit. Damn. Whitney, Girl. you are blessed with one of the most incredible gifts from God of or whoever you believe yes. in. And Jesus just, Christo, whatever. I, I believe that, that that voice of hers mm-hmm. is a once in a lifetime situation. Like, yeah. You don't hear voices like that every day. Definitely. Which brings me to Haley's performance on The Masked Singer. Let's get into it here. And so I was watching this little pussy cat with freaking tent attached to her, which is a very couture type looking outfit. Mm-hmm. And okay, so do you get to pick your songs? I did. I pitched my songs and then whatever they could approve as far as like, oh, right. you know. Like the legal thing of like being able to copyright, copyright, like using certain songs. So yes, I presented like a a lot of a handful of songs and we whittled it down to the ones that I got to perform. Okay. Well, one of those songs that you chose to perform. Which I don't know how in the world no one before me had already done the song because you can't repeat songs on this show. What? No one can ever do that song again. 
Well, I understand why, Haley. Well, of <laughs> course, the balls of this pussy cat. <laughs> Haley decided to sing "I Will Always Love You" <laughs> by Whitney Houston. So I'm watching the show, not knowing it's you, mm-hmm. and I hear that they're going this. The next performance is the ringmaster singing Whitney Houston's "I Will Always Love You," and I was like. This is going to be the biggest mistake on yes. television Well, history. you know what's also interesting is they credited to the actual writer, Dolly Parton. Oh, Dolly Parton, of course. But they wanted me to kind of angle. It's interesting. They they wanted me to angle that song more country because that's what they've you know known me as, I guess. But yeah. I'm obviously going more pop now. So I tried my best to meld the two where it's, I mean, I grew up on the Whitney version, of course. Yeah. Dolly's great too. It's very phenomenal, but it's a very different kind of vibe. Dolly's version sold, let's say, five million. Whitney's version, Lord only knows, billions and billions. So the biggest song, which by the way, so people know, Dolly Parton still owns the rights to "I Will Always Love You," so she got a nice fat paycheck from your performance too. Oh, you are welcome, baby girl. (laughs) Not that she needs the money, (laughs) but we love we love giving Dolly extra money. Mm -hmm. That's a very difficult song to sing. Oh my god, yes, I was terrible. You nailed it. Thank you. Yeah, I was shocked. I was like, this is a beautiful rendition of Thank the song. You. you made it your own. You hit the right notes and it sounded beautiful. And I hope you have all you dreamed of. And I wish you joy and happiness. So she picked that song. And then I was like, wow, this girl has some confidence and pipes. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Then you decided to go and sing Miley Cyrus, oh, yeah. The Climb. Oh, yeah. Oh, Haley, it was beautiful. <gasps> Thank you. It's on YouTube, so you guys can check it out. I'll link it in this episode. Incredible vocals. Thank you. I mean, I grew up singing that song and I actually, I'm planning on posting to my socials. I have on my Facebook a video of me when I was in what freshman year of high school sitting in the hallway and my friends filmed me and they're like, sing the chorus of the song or whatever. So I... I have a video of me singing it back then. Oh, and then it's now, cute. Which is, but I've been singing it forever and it just felt like the perfect like combination of, of ways to introduce myself. That was actually the first song I did was The Climb on the show. So it has, you know, nods to country, but also like has these big vocals and I wanted to kind of come out the gate being like, bam. Yeah, well, so. I didn't even know this, but you sang backup for Miley Cyrus, Hannah Montana? There was an album, I believe it was Hannah Montana Forever, if I'm not mistaken, that I sang background vocals on one or two of the songs that you would never hear. Like, you can't really tell when you're listening to it at all. Sure. But that was actually how I started getting some of my SAG credit when I first started, was I sang background vocals on that soundtrack as well as Camp Rock 2. Oh my God, Camp Rock 2. God bless it. So, (laughs) you know, we all start somewhere. I noticed these clues that we were talking about earlier, like they give different clues. Every episode you watch of The Masked Singer, they'll give a little like one minute, yep. a little taste, a little appetizer. A little something. 
just to kind of get your mind going of like, who could this possibly be? And there was a mug that had Miley Cyrus on it. And in the state of Montana behind her. And this, yeah. Yes. So I, Montana is where I was like, Haley, you yes. are catfishing me. Because <laughs> I was like, I know you're from Montana. Yes. Or, or my your, dad's your dad's from, from Montana. Montana. Yep. Sorry. So I knew that part because I don't know anyone else that has Montana yeah, in their very, li- Yeah, it's yes. very specific. <laughs> yeah. And we've talked extensively about Montana. Yes. So my wheels started turning, but then I still didn't pick up on it. The Miley Cyrus thing, I didn't know that about you. Yes. It's cool though. It was the Hannah Montana soundtrack. And then there was an X because they did like a tic-tac-toe and there was an X that they showcased and that was for X Factor because I was on X Factor. And that's why in my first episode I did after my performance, I said to Nicole, it's good to see you again because Nicole Scherzinger was actually a judge on my season of The X Factor. So I was really nervous that she, then again, I didn't really think she would remember me because I was put into a girl group on the show. So it's not like she heard my voice over and over and over again and knows it. But Mm -hmm. I, I thought like, you know, if she was able to pick up on clues enough, I didn't know what they had planned that- she would guess me. So she I didn't, know. she didn't. No so one did. I saw her say something like you're on my team. Are there teams to the judges? So the judges will just kind of pick their favorite. Like oh. the, there was the good, the bad and the cuddly were the, this season. Yeah. So I was on team good. And I believe she was like, Oh, I'm going to represent team good this season. Yeah. Well, especially because Nicole has pipes and she could oh, say, Oh hell yeah. So Nicole was team good. Yes. Who was team Cuddly. If I remember correctly, I want to say Robin Thicke was team cuddly. I think also Ken was team cuddly. Ken's the worst at picking out who the people are. What's fascinating about Ken is like, I don't know if he does that on purpose. Here's my thought. Okay. He's like Nicole Kidman. I'm like, no. I'm about to say something that I don't know if. Because I, I like to dissect maybe what producers are doing too. Okay. Because there's a part of me that's like, okay, how much is this actually Ken guessing, or how much is this like maybe somebody going, hey, maybe producers throw this in there. Lines. I have no idea. I really don't. So I can't say definitively for you what's going on. Oh, and judges for background: Nicole Schrusser-Singer, <laughs> Nicole Nicole Scherzinger, yeah, um, from Pussycat Dolls, Robin Thicke, yes, and Ken Jong, and isn't it Jenny McCarthy? Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, former ex of Jim Carrey. Really? Yeah, she was with Jim Carrey for a long time. Yeah, married, wow. I believe. Also, star of it, under a rock, singled out. If you remember that, yes, on I actually MTV. love her. I like, do too. I'm a fan of Jenny. Her McCarthy. and Robin Thicke. We never actually got to like talk really, but like I got really good vibes from them. Like I felt like they really actually liked me. Oh, if that cool. makes sense. Yeah. Rather than feeling like you're playing a part of like, oh, I love you on the show. Like I felt an energy there that I thought they, it, I don't know, it was different. And I, yeah. I was, it was nice to see. So one thing I, I want to dissect here that again, I cannot say definitively. So nobody come after me. I'm just as a fan of the show now myself trying to figure out maybe what is going on here. But Ken is the one that, that guesses some outlandish people like, Leonardo DiCaprio and people that you're like, they are not on this show. Yeah. Right. And I started wondering it's why like Amber is that? Heard. Yeah. <laughs> wow. She's like, in court, Ken. Right now. What are you doing? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So things like that, that I go, what it like, that's kind of silly. Like, why would that be? Well, I, here's my thought. I wonder if maybe they start to guess certain people because they know that the fans online are going to be messaging going, oh my gosh, is this actually Taylor Swift? And then Taylor Swift will possibly see it, 
repost about it, talk about it. Oh. So the more that they drop these big names, I wonder if they, cause they end up in their Twitter feed, their Instagram comments. Like, like it's popularity for the show. Uh, yeah. I'm curious if that's oh, why. That's an interesting producer angle. I, I mean, this is me trying to dissect as and, someone who's, as been, someone who's been watching, but I really, honestly, no, I have but, no idea. Also, you have some experience. You deal with producers every day for the last decade. Yes, and- I know how this... T- I mean, look at the Bachelor Nation. I'm sure Caitlin's told you, like, they yeah. are puppeteering some things that we don't even know about. So that's why my head's going to, like, is this a strategy of sorts? It has to be. But maybe not. Maybe Ken's just really off his rocker. <laughs> <laughs> that too, which is on brand for him. Yeah. He loves that. I and mean, he's I also a brilliant it. mind. Isn't he a doctor? Oh, yes. Yeah, he's an yeah. actual doctor. No, yeah. he's phenomenal. And that's why, because he's so smart too, and but he's also a like fun, incredible, entertaining person to see on the show. The Hangover, for reference. Oh, yeah. That's his big role, breakout role. I feel like that he could just be doing it for the sake of like having these funny, crazy ant like guesses, but at the same time, it could be something planned. I have no idea. So were you a little bit nervous when you do this show? One, you're performing with a giant head over you. Yeah. Like, is it pre-recorded? Or is this a live performance for real? Oh, you can tell I, me so here. For, I want the exclusive. For me, I listened to the actual I've watched the show back. And those were my actual live takes. And here's exactly how I know, because there were moments of like, oh God, I know on that day, I didn't hit that note the way I wanted to. And I was like, I wonder if they're going to actually edit it or use that take. And they use the, my, at least for me, I know they used my live in the moment performances, which has its pros and cons, Sure, but like they do record a take of you in a studio just like one or two times through, God forbid you have full-blown laryngitis and cannot sing that day and like the show must go on. Yeah. But like they really don't want to use those because they do want you're in the moment, whether you're out of breath, like super bass. If you listen close enough, like mama is out of breath. <laughs> yeah. Like, Girl, and, you got my heart. Yes. It was hard. Wait, low. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to these choreographers because I was like, you guys do know that I have like 80 pounds of like things on top of me while I'm moving. That's how much your costume weighed? Oh, I don't know. I'm guessing. It but was it, heavy. It was heavy. I was lucky though, because I I could have had a much worse costume as far as like moving around goes or like the echo you have in your mask. But I wanted to keep up with like choreography and really be sort of big in that way. It was not easy to do. And, mm. and sing, because you're, for me, my costume, the skirt was being held up by, the, well, first of all, the skirt's made out of like PVC pipe. Okay. Underneath it to yeah. keep its shape. And then they had these almost like seatbelt. Like belt. a harness? Yeah, like a harness. So it's like strapped around my shoulders. So the entire weight of the skirt is around my shoulders. And it was short skirt because I could see your stems. I saw legs. Yes. So they had an opening in the front where you could see my legs, which I had like leggings and things and boots on. But the majority of the weight is there. And then my head, which also sits on my shoulders. So it's like all of that is like I'm focusing there, but you're having to breathe from your diaphragm and like also moving. Like it was just a lot. So I had to, I actually went to every rehearsal I could possibly get to because I wanted to make sure I wasn't like gasping for air between notes. 
I mean, that is a bit of a low life exclusive that like they're previously recorded, but that's also completely makes sense because people get sick. Yes. You know, it's tough to sing in those. I don't believe that they try to use those more than the live because there's times where if you guys have tuned into the season, like someone maybe fell on stage or like, like there was some crazy dramatic stuff that happened that I think someone fall on stage. Yes. And his head fell off. And he stopped. It was Who? Duffy Giuliani? from, like you know, Duff Cakes. Oh, the the baker dude. Yes, he was the first one, unfortunately, eliminated from this season. Oh, hold on, hold on. He, I didn't see that episode. Yes, he fell on stage and his head. His, the head came fell off. off, and he revealed smart, him. And, well, no, he turned away and covered his head. And he was like, "You could." They use oh. the audio in the moment. And he goes, "What do I do? What do I do?" Because like. The producers, I'm sure, were like having a full blown panic attack backstage. Yeah. Supposedly, no one saw him. Like, you could, from at least the angles on the camera they used, too, like, you would not know that it was him. But they obviously want to use that kind Is of that audio. Clip, did he take it? Was it a hard fall? He, well, he didn't like fully fall, but he tripped enough that like the head fell off and he caught himself. <laughs> I actually believe it was Dog the Bounty Hunter who did fall fully on stage. Take a tumble. Yeah. I almost did. I tripped on my skirt, but like, I don't think anyone could tell, but I was, if anything, it would get you more votes because the audience would be like, we feel for her. Well, Firefly actually had a moment, the first performance of the season. Tiana Taylor. Yes. She was singing and then just started like choking. I don't know. I guess maybe on her spit, like obviously you can't really (laughs) tell what's going on because it's under a mask. And so they stopped her performance and she walked off backstage and then restarted her performance later. So up to speculation about whether or not what happened there exactly. Yeah. But, you know, stuff happens in on the moment on those. So like, you just kind of have to roll with it, but they want to use the audio in your mask because th- stuff like that happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the good, that gets the ratings. That's the good stuff. So did you have any idea that it was Tiana or Giuliani was there? Did you know who's in the other celebrities that are part of this? Not at all. The only reason I knew Giuliani was, was because that was a press thing that got leaked. And I, all oh, I heard that was, was- that was leaked before the show even came out. Yes. Because my group had not started filming their section yet. So he had started filming already. And I guess someone, I have no idea who leaked that information. And I know they were very upset about it. So you don't think it was them that leaked it? I mean, to I get had ratings? that thought, but I also, who am I to say? Because I, they're so strict about you not wanting to know who's going to be on the show. Oh, right. So that's tough. I mean, you could go either way, yeah. conspiracy wise. But like, that's the only person that I knew, though. And even when you're on the show, when they are getting unmasked, like they will take you backstage so you can't see who's unmasked. So like, I'm watching the show, finding out who's actually performing next to me, which is bizarre. Like for me, when I found out that Jennifer Holiday, who original dream girls, I don't know if like, and I'm telling you like what? So I found out she was on the show. I'm standing in my living room screaming because I, first of all, we don't get to see their other performances either. Yeah. So I'm seeing it for the first time in my living room and I'm like, this woman should be winning this competition. She was phenomenal. And she did and not. And she did not. She didn't even make it to the finals. And I'm like, ooh, this doesn't make sense. So this show, of course you should be able to sing, but if you can't sing and you're like the bounty hunter dude or the <laughs> Duff the cupcake yeah. dude, I don't know if he could sing. I don't remember. And really listen to him. Yeah, yeah. I fast forward. <laughs> yes. But if you can't sing, you could still make it because if the audience really likes if you, you like, like, yeah. Yeah. If it's like a cool costume or you're 
they have dancers and stuff behind you if it's yes. like a great performance. That's really, I mean, I guess it's up to each person what they're voting on exactly, but doesn't really have to be, I guess, the greatest singer on the show to make it to the finals. And I'm saying that because I think Jennifer Holliday should have been 1,000% in the finals. And I'm saying that because Haley Arantia, which she will not say, has a way better voice than Tiana <laughs> Firefly <Stop> Moth <laughs> Taylor. I said it. She has good vocals, sure, whatever. But like, no. That's very sweet of you. You should have won. And a lot of people think that too. And I'm not just saying that. I would shoot you straight, Haley. Thank you. I'd tell you if I was like, hey. You butchered Whitney's song. I'd be upset. (laughs) Oh my God. If you went up there and sang like a Mariah song. Oh my God. And ruined it. No, the end of my life. Wouldn't. I couldn't style you anymore. No. Really. I'm so sorry. Our couldn't, relationship would be over. Not even friends anymore. <laughs> she goes up and sings freaking bitty, bitty, bomb, bomb and butchers, butchers it. it. <laughs> no. Don't you do that to Selena. No. No, you nailed it. And you just Thank have, you. you have a beautiful voice. And I know that you are aware of your talent. You have to be. But at the same time, like we all do, especially artists, we question ourselves. We are our own worst critic at times. Yes. And you had received some shitty feedback from Simon Cowell at one point at the fundamental stages of your career. Mm-hmm. And what did he say to you? We were talking about it at the fitting. Yes. So it, it wasn't necessarily like an insult on my vocal ability, but more just maybe my lack of originality. It was my first audition, which this never aired on television. So unless you were in the audience in Seattle, we wouldn't know. Why um, Seattle? That's where I, that was actually just where I got the call back to go be in front of the judges. For Long story X Factor? Short, yes. I had sent in an audition tape online because I was too lazy to go <laughs> stand in the audience with thousands of people. This waiting was to, before, way before Goldberg. Yes. Like 10, 10 years This ago. was 10 or 11 years ago. Okay. Good I'm just. God, I'm getting old. So I actually sent in a tape and they were looking at the first like 800 or something. And then I was sitting in the audience watching the judges round in Dallas when I got the phone call saying, we saw your tape and would love for you to go immediately to the judges round. Can you make the Seattle one, which is like the next one? I was like, yeah. So that's why it was Seattle. But Simon Cowell said, after I did a cover of Mama Knows Best by Jesse J. And then I want to say it was like an Adele. I I like did two or three quick snippets of a song because they were like, can you do another one? Can you do another one? I was like, yeah. Simon said, you're great, but you know, you just sound like all of these other people. Like you're just You sound like all these other people. Yeah, like you're just impressed. I can't even do it. You're impersonating. You're impersonating Whitney. (laughs) It's like all these people. So I was was devastated, but at the same time, like, yeah, of course I did because I spent hours upon hours in my bedroom trying to sing like Whitney and Celine. So of course I, you know what I mean? them a bit. Yeah, so- not to mention with acting, I feel like that's where I, it makes sense that I got into acting was because I love doing impersonations. And so I love actually trying to impersonate like Celine's little weird things that she does and things, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I get it now, but at the time I was like devastated and it wasn't until Nicole Scherzinger said, yeah, but she's imitating some of the best vocalists of our time. How was that? (laughs) She said that on X Factor? On X Factor. And I was like, yeah, Nicole. (laughs) So, and I did actually get four yeses to get to the next round, but. Wait, what? Yeah. What happened? I got into boot camp and then boot camp, which is Hollywood week. I did. I got through all three rounds and then I was eliminated as a solo artist. And then they brought me back. There were 14 of us, solo artists that had been eliminated and they were like, okay, wait, get off the bus, come back to the stage. And we're like, what's happening? 
They bring us back. They split up 10 of the kids together and then me and three other girls and said, you two are now going to be groups in the competition if you want, and you can continue forward, but you have to become a group with these people. So the Glee was really popular at the time. So they were trying to make these 10 kids like a Glee version. And they wanted oh. the four of us girls to be a country pop group. That's like all Dixie they said. Chicks. Yeah. So that was all the information we had to go off of. So the other three, were they kind of in that same genre of like enjoying country music? God, no. It was so funny how we were all completely different. All associate us with our artists that we wanted to be. Yes, perfect. So Paige wanted to be Gwen Stefani. Okay. Carrie wanted to be at the time Lady Gaga, which Carrie now is known as uh, Fletcher and she is a massive pop singer. Myself was Jessie J, no joke. Which who I actually got to meet on X Factor. She did a performance. Oh, she did. I don't know if she would remember that, but yes. So she Jesse J was mine. And then Danny's was Miranda Lambert. So she was the only authentically country artist going into the competition. I just learned right now that you're not an authentically country artist. Oh yeah, no. It wasn't until the X Factor that I was like, Oh, I could do country pop music. Yeah. And alas, here we are. So, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Fascinating. So the four of you ended up in the competition and that was part of the show then. Yes. So you know how Fifth Harmony and One Direction were actually groups that were formed on the X Factor as well. Yeah. So everybody auditioned as a solo artist and was put into a group together. Mm. And that's exactly what happened Oh my God, you're the Camila Cabello. Oh my God, stop it. No, I would actually say that maybe Fletcher would be because she's on tour in Europe right now. How do I not know Fletcher? (laughs) I don't know what rock you're under. What? Who is this? She's incredible. She's great. She's who the hell is she? She's got a ton of awesome pop you music. Start, you really would know her, her songs, bitter or undrunk. Never um, heard of it. Well, you need to get on <laughs> top of it. And she's an LGBTQ queen, by the way. Really? Yes. She's been signing boobies at all of her shows. <laughs> you have no idea. I'm not even familiar with her, but she's gorgeous. Get and on it. Yeah, good for her. So she's like... Johnny actually has done her hair for numerous videos and cover art. And oh, that's Haley's hairstylist. Johnny Stentz. Johnny Stentz. By the way, I'm going to have to get him on the podcast. What an interesting character he is. Yes, Johnny, and he's worked with so many people. We were talking, so Haley and I did like a Spice Girls type yes. themed shoot for her newest video, Open Your Mouth, Boop. which comes out- <laughs> This Friday. Ooh, I'm excited. So tomorrow? Yes. Yeah. <gasps> episode comes out tomorrow. Yes. Okay, great. I'm going to, I'll link it in the episode. <laughs> so, But we did kind of a 90s throwback and kind of playing up on that like millennial time and platform shoes mm-hmm. and cute crop tops. And anyway- Johnny, who is her hairstylist, yep. came on and he was talking to us about the Spice Girls and how we were going to reference a bit yes. of Spice Girl influence, energy. Yep. energy into this shoot. And he goes, I said, I love this cover of Rolling Stone. With the Spice Girls. With the Spice Girls. I, I, that was my style inspiration, yeah. part of my mood board. And he's like, oh yeah, I, I did the hair and makeup for Jerry. And I passed away. Like, what? Because <laughs> what? Yeah. No, he didn't do makeup. He did the hair yes, for Jerry. Hair. And yeah. are all of the girls, I think. I probably. Remember, but anyway. Insane. He's, yeah. He's been in the industry for a long time and he's he's done a lot of really cool artists. And so, yeah, that video coming out on Friday. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, very exciting. Okay. So the show, Haley, what's your biggest takeaway from The Mass Singer? Mm. Would you do it again? Would you change up the songs? 
No. I mean, I really got very lucky with the songs that they were able to hook me up with. I mean, the finale was Gravity by Sarah Bareilles, which is a song I've also grown up singing my whole life. You love Sarah Bareilles. Love that lady. I'm surprised when you said, who were you in the pop group for... It wasn't Sarah. Well, at the time, Sarah was like something I was getting into, but I was more leaning towards wanting to be like Jesse J or JoJo, like that kind of vibe. Yeah. But I did Gravity by Sarah Bareilles and then ended with a Katy Perry song, Waking Up in Vegas, which was one, that was the only song that when originally pitched to me, I was like, I don't know. But honestly, one of my favorite of the songs I did on the show. My takeaway from the entire experience, I guess would, I mean, I don't know if this is something that I've taken away or I need to try to take away from it is being less hard on myself Mm. because Amy Chapman, who is my vocal coach in real life, who happened to also be the vocal coach for the show, which thank God I got to work with her. She was incredibly supportive and was trying to like talk me through whenever I would get off stage and I would have a full blown panic attack being like, I didn't hit that note the way I wanted to. She's like, shut up. Yeah, like, well, in a way, just because I'm very hard on myself with music. Acting, there's Goldberg's episodes I look back and I'm like, wow, I could have tried to look a little better, maybe like be a little more there in the scene. Like there's things (laughs) that I just go like, well, guess that's on television forever, but like, whatever. There's a weird part of me that disassociates and doesn't really care to a degree. Whereas with music, I have a very hard time listening back to performances because I know that I could have hit that better. I could have done that clear. I could have, you know what I mean? So- I was very critical of myself. So my takeaway would be debilitating. Oh my God. So I'm like, I need to just try to just trust that it's okay. I mean, trust the process. Yeah. And being a final, a finalist, like I was validating Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways that I feel like I needed because after a while you're like, Hey, this music thing doesn't seem to be working. Maybe I should stop doing it. So I don't know. Oh, I'm sure this was very validating because everybody that's listened to you, you guys will be hearing it. She's a great vocalist. So it's kind of that affirmation. It's. I think I needed it because I get so in my head about it going like, am I doing that thing where I just need to stop trying to do music? Like, am I embarrassing myself? And so hearing people's feedback online every week about like, oh my God, I love the ringmaster, rooting for the ring. I'm like, wow. It's really honestly weird. You are definite fan favorite. Thanks. People- Loved you. It's it's honestly like I, I needed to hear that in some ways because self-esteem was low. I get it. I struggle with it all the time. Yep. Speaking to you being so hard on yourself, I think that's why you've probably been a national treasure on apps that you might have heard of called like TikTok. <gasps> I love TikTok. She's upset. She's an influencer. Oh my this God, one stop. Over here, she's ticketing. She's talking. I'm ticketing away. She's TikToking right now as we speak. Yeah. She's always on. I'm on it. I'm, I'm, I'm watching it. I'm watching all of you, by it's, the way. It's incredible. And, and so, I'm a fan. But you have millions of people who now love you on TikTok. Mm-hmm. You have a fan base for real. Like one of dope. your videos, what's the one video? It has how many views? 17 million views. 17 million. And it's literally Greg and I in the living room. And I asked him a question that I saw that I saw trending, I thought on TikTok, but apparently I was the one that made it trend because I, (laughs) but it it was coming up on my page enough that I was like, oh, I want to ask Greg that question. And I think it was, would you rather kiss me for a hundred dollars or kiss the hottest girl in the world for $700? And he goes, well, you, and I'm like, oh, so who's the hottest girl in the world? And he's like, this is a trap. And like that, that's it. That's the whole video. Not that funny. 17 million views. The reaction though, the timing. It all 
works together. We're at home with you and Greg. You let us in. Yes. Into the nest. What people like to see. All right. I love it. So I'll link her on TikTok, on Instagram, (laughs) where they could find you, Haley. The new single. The new single. Open your mouth. Did you write this song? I did with my friends, Simon Reed and Kaylee Shore in Nashville three years ago. Is this about a specific dude? Well, not actually my experience, which was kind of great to not write about for once. Her first album. Yes. You could listen to that little depression. And then go back and watch Lowe's latest episode to refer to details. Yes. So anyway, this one was actually Kaylee came to the table and was like, I ran into my ex at a bar, thought he looked really good. It'd been a long time. And I was like, why did we break up again? And then he started talking and I was like, oh, right. So- because you opened your freaking mouth. You dumb douche. Yeah, no. <laughs> douche canoe. I love it. All right, Haley, here at the Low Life Podcast, we do rapid fire questions. I have already done them with you though. And so I came up with new rapid fire <gasps> questions. I'd love to ask you. Yes. Your answers were so open, so honest that they were a favorite part of the episode that you did last time. Early on, this was like a year ago. Let's get raw. So let's get raw with it. Here we go. This is a new round of rapid fire questions with Haley Arantia. Hit it. In sync or Backstreet Boys? Backstreet Boys forever. Really? First concert I ever went to. Oh, I'm obsessed fact. with them. I'm more of an also, in-sinker. Found out that some of them watch the Goldbergs and I can die now. So AJ. Yeah, AJ's my favorite. He follows me on TikTok, Low. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Board game or card game? Board game. That, should I just leave it at that? Or yeah. Okay. No, because I know Haley's like a secret Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, I do. Nerd. Lo- Wait, but like I've only <laughs> dabbled, but I'm very big into it. I want to play Monopoly with someone so bad and no one wants to play with me because I'm a slumlord and I take all of the properties. Oh, well, play with me because I'm a cheater and I'll be banker. Game and, on. Yeah. <laughs> so I like to embezzle funds. Great. Here we go. Aisle seat or window seat? Okay, I want to say window because there's something nice about, I feel like a cat, I like being in a corner, but at the same time, I have to pee a lot. So lately, aisle. Interesting. If you had the opportunity to go to Mars, are you going? No, (laughs) absolutely not. I'm good. (laughs) Three people, dead or alive, that you'd want to have at a private dinner with you? Whitney Houston. Amen. Okay, hear hear me out. This is a loaded question. This This is is hard. I know. Okay. And you also have to think about personalities this coming is, to the Okay, table. so I'm about to throw at you two people that you're going to be like, really? But then also Whitney Houston might be a weird combo, but like we need to hang with Whitney. That yeah. has to happen. So Whitney, Paul Rudd, and Jason Segel. Oh. Because if you've seen, that. you know the movie I Love You, Man? Yeah. Jason Segel and Paul Rudd go watch their interview where they are very obviously high as a kite and they're giggling like schoolgirls, <laughs> and I just want to hang out with them. So perfect. Yeah, I have my same best friend since I was twelve years old. Uh, he's he's awesome, and imaginary. His name is Gideon. Yeah, he's great. He rides a unicorn, <laughs> and he visits you in your dreams. <laughs> this has gone horribly awry. TV show you're most embarrassed to admit you've binge watched. I don't even know if I would say I'm embarrassed, but The Circle, Selling Sunset, Bling, Empire, like those kinds of styles yeah, of shows. I've watched them all. Obsessed. Mm-hmm. If you had a face tattoo, what would you get? 
<laughs> what would you get on that face? I think maybe just like a, on the corner of the eye, like a, a nice little oh, cute. heart or something. Yeah. it's all, Is it a birthmark? Oh, it's a Ooh, tattoo. Yes. Right. Vanity's sake. I love it. <laughs> Go to strategy during an apocalypse. Kiss my ass goodbye. Because we is. are not lasting. Bye, Haley. <laughs> What's your favorite curse word? Yes. <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Din din. All right. Song you have on repeat right now. Oh, Hi by Miley Cyrus. It's actually written by Nashville artist Caitlin Smith. She's incredible, but Miley Cyrus has it as a live version. Phenomenal song. What is your most useless talent? I can talk with my mouth closed. Oh, you're one of those. No way. Daddy, daddy, I'm stuck in the closet and I can't get out. <laughs> Wow. That's about it. Useless. <laughs> Useless. What would you change your name to if you wanted to change your name? Sophia Jade. Very specific. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It was quick too, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> I yeah, had that, that one in my back pocket. Damn. If you could disinvent one thing, what would you disinvent? Social media. Yeah, it's no, ripping your life apart. I'm dead inside because I do feel like as much as it's fun, it's also incredibly toxic. Yeah. I feel you on that one. Yeah. I get it. If you could speak another language, what language you choosing? Ooh, I really want to fluently speak Spanish, but I've also dabbled in French now. Oh, I love so croissant. I would say either. Yeah. Croissant. Okay. Here we go. And the last question is mm -hmm. what fictional character do you most relate to Haley? Goofy movie, Roxanne. <laughs> oh, God. Roxanne is I love, that bitch. I love Roxanne from the Goofy movie. Yes, and I actually told Greg, I was like, we have to be that for Halloween, but ugh, Lord, it's hard to get that guy to put on a goofy nose. <laughs> yeah. Not doing it. Oh, get him. He'll do it. Yeah. You order it on Amazon. Get the floppy ears. Oh, so cute. And get his ass on the tickety talk. I actually want him to be dressed as only people who've seen the Goofy movie know this. The yellow jumpsuit where he's like singing to her. Yeah. The sexiest part of that movie. The yeah, pizza from Goofy movie, <gasps> it just always it looked incredible yes. to me. He's like, cheese it. Yeah. That, that guy. Yeah. I'm obsessed oh. with that movie. I met the guy who wrote that movie randomly at my cousin's high school a couple of years ago. And what's he I, doing now? I guess still writing. <laughs> He's working at Coffee Bean. He was literally Shit. wearing a shirt of the Goofy movie though. Oh no. But I was su <laughs> I fangirled harder than I've ever yeah. fangirled before on anyone. I was like, are you joking? Like people at work, Goldberg's no, I talk about Goofy movie all the time. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's a great movie. It's yes. a cult classic. Yes. Not one of the most popular Disney movies, but no. but it's really good. Yes. That's the perfect place to leave this yeah. episode, Haley. <laughs> Hang on to with that. With the freaking goofy movie. Mm -hmm. I'll link everything you need to know about Haley in the episode. Haley, will you come back on this podcast? No. No. Yes, of course. <laughs> what more? I feel like I could talk with you forever. So, so yeah. I want to have you back because Haley was telling me about a doctor and he's putting sperm in all these different oh. women. My God. Artificially inseminating them. Tune in to Our Father on Netflix, yeah. and then we'll come back and chit-chat. We will have a little uh, review of Our Father on Netflix. We'll brief it together. Yes. It's an interesting... There was a big headline story about yes. this doctor who did that. But, but it wasn't until the documentary that I was like, whoa. Yeah, this is some serious shit. On yeah. that note, we'll leave you with that. Artificial <laughs> insemination. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Low Life Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm having so much fun doing this show. I'm obsessed with my low lifers. I have the best freaking listeners, the kindest people, generous people, just salt to the earth, good people over here at the Low Life Podcast. And I love that you guys are giving me such great feedback on the show. It's really important to me. I love the recommendations on guests or topics. I love hearing from you. And you could contact me on Instagram, slide into the DMs or on the Low Life Facebook group. And I've been trying out new things. You know, I'm just figuring it out, seeing what you guys like. And I want to keep my low life happy. And so per your suggestion, I ended up doing a deep dive into the Johnny Depp Amber Heard toxic waters, that hot mess of a trial that's happening right now. And you guys loved that episode. I'm so glad you guys are enjoying it. Again, thank you for the feedback because I didn't know if that's something you guys would actually enjoy. It's very pop culture driven, which sometimes I'll cover pop culture stuff on this podcast. It's a mixed bag of tricks here. You really never know what you're going to get. And so I'm glad that you guys love that one because I'll be doing a part two, possibly even a part three covering the trial on the ground running. I'll be in Virginia. No, <laughs> I mean, mentally I'll be there, but I'm going to be taking copious notes and just, again, doing a deep dive, an unbiased review on what's happening to give you a play-by-play of what the hell is going on in this trial. I mean, there's so much happening Hell, in the next few days, who knows what could happen? I mean, I'm here headline news every single day. Something is happening. Amber Heard, she could take another dump on his bed. And I just heard they have actual footage, oh God, of of her taking a shit. Like, I can't. So there's just, again, a lot to unpack, but I will cover all of the highlights and bring you the most curated, perfectly portioned out review of what the hell is going on. So you're up to date on the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp trial. Stay tuned for that. That's going to be in the next couple of weeks. There's a lot of work that goes into it. So bear with me because I want to make sure I'm getting all the info. I'm hearing all the testimonies and I'm giving you the most important stuff that actually matters because there's a lot of minutia that's just bullshit that you don't need to bother with. So I just have to sift through the 28 to 30 more hours of footage to give you the best of the best. (laughs) When it comes to doing a podcast, I'm new to the game. We're 82 episodes deep. There are podcasts launching into the world every single day. There are millions of podcasts and thousands that are being released every week. I hear about a new podcast coming out. And so you taking the time to be here with me, it means so much to me. And I will never take you for granted as a listener. I'm going to make sure that I'm always putting out great episodes for you. There has to be a takeaway from every single episode, even if it's just a smile. So I don't want you to ever feel like your time was wasted here. Life is too short. I need you to be able to get something from every episode. And so that's my commitment to you, my beautiful kings and queens. One thing I've learned in doing this podcast is a big game changer in helping keeping this shit show afloat. One thing that really makes a big difference, a huge impact, is taking the time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That five stars leaving a review and subscribing to this podcast, oh, it's a game changer. It makes a world of difference, especially for new shows like the Low Life Podcast. It really helps us out. It helps with getting sponsors, with the algorithm, the analytics. It helps keeping the podcast up and current on Apple iTunes and Apple Podcasts. And so, Oh, thank you for doing that, really. There are listeners who have written multiple reviews, weekly ones, so thank you for taking the time to leave a review. And these reviews could be anything you want them to be. You could leave a little dick emoji, a salsa dancer, a tamale or two, a unicorn, 
or you could actually write something, but anything is welcomed and it's all so appreciated. I read each and every single review. So thank you for taking the time to do that. And I want to show my gratitude to my low lifers. And I'm opening up the low life gifting suite. Well, it's been open and I'm going to keep it open as long as I can afford it until I declare bankruptcy. This low life gifting suite will be open for business and I'm sending out gifts to my listeners. So if you want a chance to win a little something, something, a gift from our sponsor, a gift card, a hyaluronic serums, trashy sangria mixes. If you want a little chance to win one of those beautiful prizes, then all you have to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts, but make sure you include your Instagram handle somewhere in the review so I could find you and potentially be sliding into your DMs and you could win a little something, something. I want to shout out some listeners who took the time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. All right, here we go. All right, the first one is coming in hot from Cassie with an assy. <laughs> I'm done. I'm obsessed with you. Cassie with an assy writes, my weekly serotonin boost. Five stars to this podcast. It's become my absolute favorite part of every week. Lowe is the best friend you always wanted, and every episode leaves me laughing and smiling. Lo, you have brought me so much joy in my life. Puta with exclamation marks, a little sun, a salsa dancer, a martini, and of course, she left me a dick. Thank you for that, Cassie with an assy. You queen, I appreciate you taking the time to leave that review. And I'm glad I could put a smile on your face. You just put one on mine too. All right, next review is coming in hot from at Abby D. Long. Abby D. Long writes, so many LOL moments. Five stars. I love hearing Lowe's take on things. It feels like I'm listening to a friend who I can cut up with. His Instagram coffee stories are on point. I send them to people all the time. Thanks for being you, Lowe. I've discovered so many great people through this show. You can tell that he and his friends are the real deal. Amen, Abby. There is no bullshit friends up on this podcast. I only have people who I genuinely connect with. Some of the people I haven't actually met before, they're new friends to the Low Life Podcast. I try to vet them as much as possible before they actually come on the show. But for the most part, everybody I've had on this show, guest-wise, I could really vouch for. They're good humans that are the real deal. So thank you for appreciating that and also loving the Instagram stories. When the iced coffee hits, it will never get old. I'm going to be putting them all on TikTok too, so you guys could find me there. It's coming soon. All right, we have time for one more review. This one is coming in hot from at Whitney Fuller. Whitney Fuller writes, social emotional queen, five stars. I loved the episode with your sweet mama. As a special ed teacher working with students with emotional regulation deficits, I love listening to your mom's theory on parenting. It's exactly how I currently teach my students to regulate when they're upset or feeling strong feelings. More of the queen yeah, from your mouth to God's ears. Yes, more of the queen, Whitney. I love this review. I'm actually going to share it with my mom of the queen to get her ass back on the podcast because she is definitely a favorite here at the Low Life Podcast. People love her. She's the number one most requested guest. The highest downloaded episode is any episode with the queen. Of any episode I've ever done on this podcast, the ones with my mama are the most personal for me because, oh, it's just very revealing. I feel like that's my little 
circle of trust, my chamber of secrets, my ride or die confidant. Like it's just, again, so personal for me. And I know she feels the same way. And that's why she gets a bit apprehensive and nervous to even do podcasts in general. I know she gets a little nervous about it. And so I like to let her know that what she's putting out in the world, it actually is impacting people. It's making a difference. And that means so much to me. So even though she does get nervous, even though she doesn't want to put herself out there because she's just so uncomfortable with the thought of being judged or any you know ridicule when it comes to what she might be saying, I know she gets in her head about stuff, but hearing the sweetest messages from queens like you, Whitney Fuller, thank you for that. And I cannot wait to share that with the queen. And on that note, that's the perfect place to leave this week's episode. I hope you have a beautiful weekend ahead. Binge watch The Masked Singer or a really good show on Netflix. Oh, there's so many good shows to watch right now. Pour yourself a nice big glass of wine. Throw some frozen grapes in there. Maybe even have yourself a nice delicious trashy sangria. Have yourself a good cocktail. You deserve it, queen. But don't forget to drink your water, putas. We, we love, love you, you. <laughs> and we're out. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>